Welcome to Filling in the Gaps. I am Justin. I'm Darren. And today we are going to be talking about a game called The Vanishing of Ethan Carter. And we are going to be discussing the Redux version because I don't think either one of us played the regular version. I've only seen the comparison videos just to show you the differences in graphics. We will be discussing that one. We will do about 10 minutes, roughly, of spoiler-free review, I guess, before we really dive into the game itself. What's your overall take? Would you recommend this game? You know me. Yep, absolutely would. I think it's a really good game because... I remember way back in the day when they started redoing these walking simulators and in the beginning... All right, let's define this because you always call them walking simulators. A walking simulator to you is a game where you have to walk around a lot. Yeah, and there's not much else to the game. really. You're basically a walking simulator. You're walking around and basically piecing together the story, more or less. Not a lot else other than that. And that's what they used to be like, especially with a game like, um, I remember Dear Esther, that when that came out, that was really beautiful to look at. And a lot of people hated it. I loved it because it was something different. It was something calm and it was story driven. And a lot of people didn't like that because they were, I don't know, that they wanted to more action, I guess. But I really liked that. And then they brought out other ones like Gone Home, which was also really good. I enjoyed that one too. And Ethan Carter is... Taking that to a new level, where... It's interesting that you start there at, say, Dear Esther, as opposed to Mist. Would you say Mist is not? Because I felt Mist a lot of times, maybe because my friends and I were a bit lost for a long time in it, that we had to do a lot of walking. Yeah, I mean, there's a lot of walking, but I'd say Mist is probably more of a puzzle game. Okay. um, Which you walk around in. I mean, then... I guess Doom is a walking simulator where you walk around and shoot people. <laughs> right, so we need to have our, our definitions here. But uh, I, I just curious why, what, what is the difference? Is it just the amount of walking? Is it the beauty of the game? What is it that would make the difference? I'm not sure if there's an official... No, for you, for, I'm asking for, for you. For me, yeah, I mean, for me... Okay, you've already, I think, coined the term walking simulator. I probably read it somewhere. <laughs> Yeah, for me, a walking sim is basically something that's very, yeah, very calm. Like Dear Esther really annoyed a lot of people. I think they might have even patched it because you couldn't run and you walked. Like it was a walking simulator because you walked. There was nothing else you could do. And so it's very, yeah, something like that that's very slow paced and very pretty. And there's not much else to do other than walk around, look at things. You don't really get to interact with a lot. You're just basically reading, listening piecing together a story, not really solving puzzles. But Ethan Carter has there taken... There are some puzzles. They're, 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 they've taken that to the kind of a new level, and I really enjoyed it because they, they've done something different, and they've included some puzzles. They've included some really weird Easter eggs, which you put me onto, which were really fun. And it's a, like you said, it's a puzzle game that doesn't hold your hand, and yeah, okay. it, it certainly does not. So uh, there are a few things that I would say. I would not wholeheartedly recommend this game. I would say it is visually beautiful. If that's enough to make you interested, go for it. I will warn people, if you have not heard, the game is rather short. And when I say rather short, I mean very short, which would be one of my biggest complaints about it. 
How long did we play for? Five hours? Uh, but I can't get into that until we get mm. into the kind of spoiler area. But there's a reason why I say it's extremely short. But primarily it's because of the walking. I feel like the game takes a lot of time because it takes a long time to walk everywhere. And that, for me, is not enough. Like, that's that feels like it's padding time. Right, right. And that doesn't really count for me as game time. But I would say, I know, I know, like, I've just been watching a lot of, we were just discussing before we started recording, I'm watching something I didn't know existed, which is a double fine adventure where they're it's a documentary of them as they're building a game and i i sympathize with how much effort people put into making a game especially one this beautiful but because i feel it's so short i would recommend people get it on sale for as cheap as possible i think i got mine for yeah four four dollars hmm. so so that's kind of the benchmark i would say is to go for that I have some other problems with the game, but I can't really get into them because they're more story-oriented. And I don't want to spoil that, because I think that that... Well, that's the whole point of the game, isn't it? it? Essentially, yeah. I wouldn't want to ruin that for people who haven't played it. Yeah. So that, that's my recommendation. If walking around in a beautiful environment is enough to interest you, then this is probably a game for you. Yeah, I mean, walking around, soaking it up and piecing together a story and then seeing that story through to the end. It's like, I definitely recommend it if you're into any kind of story-driven, it's slightly puzzle puzzle game. All right, with that, I think that's that's the spoiler-free section. So yeah. if you really want to go play it, go away now. Go away and play it, yeah. yeah. It's probably <laughs> sitting in lots of people's libraries that have just never even, oh, yeah, I'll get to that one day. Well, I'll get to it now. Get to it now. All right. Now, you've been warned, this is now the spoiler section. Yep, spoilers ahead. Uh, this game frustrated me so much. <laughs> like, I... Who just recommended it to everyone, and it's like, oh, this game, man. Well, like, <laughs> uh, but we've talked a little bit before about why it frustrated me, but it, it really did frustrate me. Let's talk about the game itself, so the puzzles. There are essentially really only five puzzles. You mean the piecing together, like the... The crime scene yeah. puzzles. Yeah. yeah. I mean, if you want to count the... The house? The very first puzzle that we did? Ah, that's true. So that would be six. Yeah. If you want to... Ca- well, I was going to say, if you want to count the which order to put the story in after you solved each murder, then you could double that number, right? It mm-hmm. could be 11. But <laughs> I have so many problems with this game, particularly for the story. Well, should we start just tell the... Listeners, what the basic story outline is like. Well, they're in the spoiler section. They should have already played it, right? Oh, yeah, of course. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Here's the thing. One of the things I love about this game was right away when when it starts, it warns you this game will not hold your hand, which I think is very valid considering the game does not for the most part. It does highlight which button you need to push when you're looking at something, thank goodness, because there's zero tutorial. And that's, that's fine. I, I think that that works well. Though, right off the bat, walking through the tunnel, you're getting this kind of voiceover narration going, which was okay. I, I'm into it. But then you're walking through woods, starting to look around your environment, and you start running into traps. But here's my problem with the traps. Why are they there? Yeah. That's something that I thought about after... 
because I didn't even think about that until I went back to the tunnel because you said, oh, there's an achievement in that tunnel. Oh, yeah. So I went back. Listeners, if you want an easy achievement, walk back through the starting tunnel and don't walk back through again because it basically just puts you back to where you started from. You can't leave the island, essentially. But yeah, the traps, I'd have to go back because I set them all off and I pieced together that. That was my first like vision that I got because I I found all the because you didn't find all the traps the first time. No, I missed one. You missed one of them. But I found them all and then I had my vision and then I was like, oh, that's pretty cool. But I didn't even think about the traps. It wasn't until I figured out the whole story and then when I was walking back through that tunnel because you told me to get that achievement and then I was thinking, yeah, what are these traps? I'm guessing it's Ethan's, like maybe that's where he played and he would pretend to catch bears or something. You know, he would pretend to trap. Maybe the detective talks about something, gives away something about what the traps are, but or or maybe it's in Ethan's writings, but I don't remember that they mentioning those. I don't remember that at all. I think they're essentially there to give you your first vision, which I missed because I didn't find all of them. And so that you would, I guess, want to find that first piece of paper that you can read. But I don't understand why they're there. Then you come across a train car, which can't go anywhere because the tracks are blocked on both ends so that also seemed kind of pointless it was just there and in theory you should be able to solve that mystery of the first murder right there oh yeah but there's one piece which is the most obvious piece which is the crank which is even (laughs) even after i went because Here's here's another thing. Listeners, you may have done this. You may have not. I finished the game without solving the train mystery, not realizing that I was at the end when I was at the end. I didn't think it would be that short. It felt very short at that point. And even after finding a picture of where it was, it still took me a while to find it. It was really hard to find. I mean, even if we're going to talk about that, that mechanic as well, that's a good time to talk about it because you told me about that right at the end and i said to you on chat i was like that would have been handy to know at the beginning of the game because basically when you're looking at an object and you got all those crazy words flying around you can sort of spin you can you, you can turn and as you turn the words focus a little bit more but it's like a hot and cold game you know if you're yeah, yeah. and then eventually if you look in the right direction all the words come together and then you have to quickly hit a button before they go apart again. Yeah, and then you press a button and then it gives you another vision. And I had no idea about that at all. So I was going th- through the whole game, seeing these words flying everywhere and not knowing that I could focus them and get a vision. Yeah, I also didn't know. And oh. I feel like it is one of the worst... Well, definitely in the game, it's the worst mechanic, I think, because it it's not clear to you. It doesn't really make sense. And there's one time where we both were just having... A lot of difficulty trying to make it actually focus into the one word so that, <laughs> that i think that it's a great idea i like it, the idea but it needed to be that's one thing that we, we needed to be told how to do it yeah i mean i know okay they're saying they're not going to hold your hand fair enough and it was really cool to discover that at the end of the game i guess but a uh, little, so, a little yeah, so essentially it would show you it is a hint to show you where whatever the the word is so in this case crank where it would be yeah so we we could see that picture but i didn't see that i had to go search for it online to get that same picture essentially yeah and 
Because then I went, oh no, and and that's where I found out about it because it explained and with the picture, and I went, oh, now I now I understand what those floating words were because once I thought I saw a button, but I didn't hit it fast enough, and oh, I can never right. get how to make it happen again. Because it was you, I think, near the end of the game where you were trying to help me get some of the achievements, and there was one where you got to throw the grenade. Yes, and I could not throw the grenade. That that's the one where we both just <laughs> it took us. Forever, because that was where yeah. you had to focus it, and once yeah. that was once we got that focus, and then oh, now you can toss the grenade. It's like ah, uh. but I mean something like that as a tutorial way back in the start would have been helpful. Like something where it just locked you in to a, a place and said you can't really leave until you do this. Like interact with this mechanic. Okay, now continue. Right. We're not even going to tell you how to do it. We're just going to hold you here until you do it, and you'll know what to do for the rest of the game. But we did the whole game. Which is kind of neat in a sense that it's solvable in multiple ways then because we went through, but I guess it's solvable anyway. We, what what we just did was we just missed half the story when... Well, but at the same time... Now, here's here's my frustration with this. That murder... Okay, so there's a couple of reasons why this, this frustrates the heck out of me. So one is to get the ghost images to appear that you then need to like piece together in order to see the story, mm-hmm. which I think is a very interesting mechanic. But to do that, you have to recreate the murder scenes. You have to put everything back the way it was, which is kind of the opposite of detective work. I mean, you don't actually physically put all the stuff back in place, right? <laughs> it, well, that's how it works in, in the Batman games. <laughs> that doesn't make it better. It was. It was like Ethan Carter <laughs> detective mode. That was what it was. Which I understand what they're what they're trying to do. It just seems... It seemed a little bit like busy work. Yeah. Like Yeah, and some of it had to be some of them this wasn't the case, but the train one in particular, the train has to be in a very, very specific location or it doesn't work. Right. That's right, yeah. And I found that very frustrating. I didn't because you told me exactly where to put it. <laughs> yeah. Well I did that because and I only knew that because I had gone through the walkthrough finally after I had beaten it. And so that's because I, I said... Uh, because you hadn't solved the train. so you I hadn't solved the train. The one thing I wanted to solve, I said, let's, let's just do it. And it we searched for, I don't know how long, for the crank before I finally said, look, I'm just going to Oh, I, I gave up crank. looking for that. I looked everywhere. I'm surprised I didn't find the Spaceman, which we will talk about later because that is my favorite part of the game. <laughs> but I looked all through there. I was walking around like a maniac and I didn't find that. Or the grenade, even, but yeah. but the but the grenade looks like a pine cone. Yeah, at first, yeah. and then you pick it up. But it does give you a prompt to pick it up, so it's like I I, I must have missed it. But so that's the thing. I even story wise, that's out of order, and it would have made much more sense to me if the story would have been in order. A story where you have to continually put the events of each murder in order. It would have been nice if we came across the. Kind of murders in order as they have, yeah. I I never actually thought about piecing them together. That that would come third or fourth. That that part of the story, I think. Fourth, I think. Yeah. <laughs> the annoying thing was you were so far ahead of me. I mean, not really, because the game's not that long. But you, were, it seemed <laughs> like you're so far ahead because you kept saying, "Oh, have you found this? Have you found this?" And oh, I'm like, I'm still looking at the train, trying to figure out the train. Uh, but then we moved on across. The very long bridge. Yeah. 
It's so funny. I, mean, I just, I just gave a sigh. You knew exactly what I was thinking. That bridge is so long to get across. I just want a bicycle to get across or something. So long. It's a long. But then comes across what I think is best part of the game, and it's done very early. Uh, and that is the mystery house. I think yeah. the mystery house is by far the best part of the entire game. It is an amazing puzzle. It really kind of took the both of us thinking to put it together. Because I, stupidly, just, I found the puzzle house. I was like, I'm going to solve it. There must be a pattern. And I just kept going and going and going and going. And you, here's the problem with it not holding our hand is sometimes we miss things. So you had tried it once, assumed you'd done it, and then walked away. And I said, no, that that's not yeah, because you said it resets, and I I went back to it. I was like, oh yeah, it does reset. I thought I'd finished it because I got kicked out. I thought I couldn't yeah. go back. No, but I I had figured out that it resets in my head. I thought the kind of I thought the house was an illusion, and I was trying to sort my way through this illusion. That's kind of what I thought too. And then when we got to the I got to the other house because I'd gone through it so many times trying to guess the pattern. That I started walking through the house going, well, this looks awfully familiar. Yeah. Wait, this is the other house. Because at that same time, you sent a message saying, oh, I think we have to figure out spatially what would make sense. Because looking at the other side, clearly that wouldn't be the room that would... And then I realized, oh, this is the other house. We have to put it in order. And so when we... Working together, it, uh, it was a piece of cake after that. But it it took me... A piece of cake, I say, but I, I drew out a map of the other house so that I would know. And it was really tricky to do because the rooms, some of them are very similar looking. So yeah. I had to mark very specific things like lamp, yeah. center room, coffee or cup, tiny yeah. room, or yeah. Yeah. But that was, a, but that's what I really like about those, like all puzzles is that, that feeling of like, oh, I've solved it. You know, like when something dawns on you like that, because when I was talking to you in chat, I was saying, like, I thought the developers had copped out and were just, like, reskinning the houses the same, you know? <laughs> it was just really bad design. It's like, yeah, they're just it's exactly the same house. And then you're like, oh. And then I was like, oh, okay, right. We've, we've just solved this. This is awesome. So I don't know why it was the same. I had no idea. But I thought that puzzle was you had to walk through each room in a certain order. Well, I did, too. That's what I did for I did an that. hour and a half. <laughs> <laughs> I will solve this. But then I get really frustrated because the rooms that are generated are random. So oh, are they? I didn't notice that because I only tried it a couple of times. So that got very frustrating to me because I thought, oh, well, I have to find the right pattern. So I have to switch to the right room. But sometimes, which should have been a clue because clearly the only room that wouldn't be random would be the correct answer. Yeah. But I, I wasn't thinking clearly. I was thinking... Uh, as we often do, we overcook the mm-hmm. the puzzle, and it was much simpler once yeah. once you realized. But I thought that was a brilliant puzzle, and yeah. I really really enjoyed that one. And that gets us into the alchemist room, which is beautiful. Yeah, that's great. And but <laughs> here's the frustrating thing, though: this was the first time we'd encounter one of these things, and so I I immediately picked up the thing to read. And then I was kicked out of the room, so I couldn't look. So, so after I helped you get through the the house, I said, "Oh, 
please look around first because I didn't. And there was a lot of um, interesting things, not really important to the story, but mm. it was interesting to see there was like a dead baby like on the desk and a, yeah. and a skull that looked like it was mutated. And yeah, Ethan definitely had a vivid imagination, that's yeah. for sure. But that... and, I, and I will say that, that it, let me throw that in there while you're talking about it. The the Ethan stories, which are only about a page each, are pretty brilliant. Yeah, I did enjoy those a lot. Yeah, yeah, they're they're, they're good, and yeah, I love how in this when you discover that part of the house, the alchemist's room, how the juxtaposition between that and what it actually is is a moonshine distillery, and so that's Ethan's way of he's writing the story, and you know you can see how his imagination works, and by that point, I think we were starting to you said he's the um, the unreliable narrator and yes. we're, we're trying as we're going through we're piecing together the story and we're coming up with theories we're filling in gaps left right and center and yeah we're like is Ethan a good guy or is, is he actually like I, I thought he was like Damien I thought that was what I was going for he's actually he's, these guys are right to try and murder him you know right. um, he's been maybe he's been possessed but maybe he's maybe he's just the antichrist or something like that I think it's led led us to kind of believe that in some way i think the next puzzle we were supposed to do was the graveyard but we didn't because we were missing a piece you were missing a piece and i totally didn't quite get it i think yeah. was it the, oh no that would be the church so it was the mine that we went to and we saw we, we did the mine yeah right. that's right that's right. and so the mine was the, mine was great i like the mine but the mine was the first time i think that either of us actually put together a mystery and had the ghost mechanic where we can put the the ghost visions in order oh with the wife the yes again. yeah that's right there was also some issues uh the mine is good i enjoyed it the elevators could have been a bit shorter oh <laughs> again though i'm i'm totally on board with that You're okay for, with for, that. The, for the walking sim part it's all Take your time. I mean, I know you feel like it's padding, but for me, it's like yeah, it's, it's it's part of the genre, you know. So it's like I would I would expect that if I that I mean when I bought that game, that's what I was expecting anyway. So, the, and you can run in this game, which is great, <laughs> although not very fast. Not very fast. I want I want to be Usain Bolt. I want <laughs> to, not, not, not me running through the game. Sprint like Gordon Freeman. You'll you'll find that out soon when we play Half Life. <laughs> But I went through the kind of maze at the bottom as well. I kept wanting you to get there. You wouldn't you wouldn't get there. And here's one thing that did bother me. I don't know. I, I laughed the first time it happened. I crap myself. <laughs> but there there's a jump scare down there because of some sort of mutant thing that's well, a deep one, essentially. Yeah. They use a bit of Cthulhu mythos for that one. Yeah. And there's a what you call a Stargate portal. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Which is great because that fits in with the whole Cthulhu thing as well. Right. And there's the... Oh, no, that's part of the mind. Sorry, the the, the big squid thing, the big yeah. tentacle monster. But that, maybe I've been a bit harsh on how few puzzles there are because these kind of puzzles... That that was another puzzle. Um, so maybe 15, 16 puzzles in the game total because there is this one which... I guess you wouldn't technically have to do. You wouldn't have to do this to get to the next part of the game. In fact, honestly, I think... I don't think you have to do any of them. I think you could walk straight to the end. I think you could. 
You, you'd only have to solve one because you need to open that door yeah. at the very end. Which, to me... That's very missed. Yeah, and to me, that's a problem. If you're creating a story and you want me to see the story, then don't let me skip important parts of the story. But that's, I believe, my personal take on it, my personal opinion. I'd have to check, actually. I don't, I'm not, I'm, I, can't, I can't actually say for sure if that's the case, but... No, no, because you, no, you, you have to get the elevator working. So you? so you need to go through the mine. You need to go through the mine, but you you walked right through the mine without having done the, the squid part. And, yeah. it, and in fact, without finishing the mystery, you also walked right through. Right, no, we yeah. would need... There are two puzzles, because you would need to get the water to be reduced uh-huh. so that you could walk across the bridge, and you need the final one. Yeah. So there are two that you would have, have to, to do. do. But that's two out of five main and a whole lot of minor mystery. <laughs> Can you imagine how annoyed I'd be if I'd walked all the way through the game? And <laughs> I mean, the thing is, we wouldn't have. And no one who goes on Steam, well, not no one, but 99% of people who go on Steam and, would, and who add this game to their wish list are looking just to blast through it. They're wanting the story. They, they would be taking their time. They would be checking out everything, looking for a crank for an hour and a half. Mm-hmm. They wouldn't just be like gunning towards the end. Well, at least I don't think I don't think so. Okay, so then there's the mine mystery with his mother, Ethan's mother, and the father yep. who's trying to get rid of her. And this is the first time that we and really solve something. Yeah, she seems to be worshiping the deep ones. The, well, she calls it the sleeper. I think the sleeper. Right? Yeah, and the sleeper must be appeased. And that's anything. from Cthulhu as well. The sleeper. Oh, is it? See, I didn't know that one. Yeah, the sleeper is. Um, speaking rubbish here probably but i think the sleeper is dagon or dagon he's the fish the fish guy just the the underwater that's fitting um and it fits with the the rest of the thing but yeah when i first heard the sleeper i was like oh this is a cthulhu game awesome and then even wait okay but that's the thing it's not a cthulhu game it's not a cthulhu game so i was for this like i i enjoyed the idea of the and this was our first mystery solve so i enjoyed that i i especially like the chronological order putting the pieces together it's a short easy puzzle don't really have a lot to go on sometimes to base your guess on oh when you're arranging them yeah yeah sometimes it's just a bit of trial and error in this case it was i think in this case it made sense i think it got it the first time it's like he goes there he gets the pick he does this he locks her in the thing and drowns her right yeah I think I had one out of order the first time, but the the one that really got me was the the train one. Is the one that I, I felt like I was just totally guessing most of the time. So we got through that, and we had an interesting element of story, mm-hmm. which annoys me. But I'll get to that later on. But I I'm intrigued at this point, and I'm very curious, okay? and I can't wait to get to the next part to see what happens. So we get through the next part. The next part is... The mill? The kind of generator. Yeah, the generator, that's right. Or it might be a mill too. I don't know. There's a giant building we have to go in and there's an axe. Yes, and then that's right. You have to find the axe. together. Yeah. yeah, you had a bit of trouble finding the axe? Or... It was just upstairs. Yeah. But by that point, I think... That, that one seemed... After everything else we'd done, after the mine and particularly the Stargate puzzle, which yeah. was far simpler than I was making it out to be. And I was like, please just tell me when you get to that point because I will I will give you like whatever hint yeah. you want to get you through this faster because I spent way yeah. too long on that. I, I, I think I got that pretty You got it very quickly quick. because 
maybe because I said don't overcook this one, but yeah. it I was looking at things so much more complicated way yeah. than it really was, and it was right in front of me. It was just so right in front of me. It was so frustrating. <laughs> yeah, but the I know I found the axe because that was right. You said stay up there. And that was when you were helping me get those other achievements. I was almost at the end. So I'd find out how to throw the grenade finally. Yeah. And that was, I knew how to find the axe immediately. So, because it's like axe, axe, axe. And then it's like, oh, there it is. Boom, it's upstairs. And yeah, I went straight up and got it. So by that point, that mechanic, that would have been so much better to have known about that right from the start, though. That was a real bummer. And that one, the. The ghost part of that one, the chronological order, was so much easier because it was just to follow. Yeah, follow it was a line. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Which made so much more sense yeah. to me. But that almost felt a bit too easy after everything else. I feel like they start us with the train, which is one of the most complicated things, Yeah, into the house puzzle, which is probably the most abstract and confusing when you first get into it. And then it kind of gets easier. It's a, it's really. Odd. I mean, I guess puzzles should get easier as they go along, but but I don't feel like, oh, this is like objectively easier. Yeah. It's like it's following a line from A to A to B. That yeah, because it is. It's straight out of the mind to the door, and you're just like yeah. this, this one, two, three, four, five, done. It's like yeah, that is, or maybe they just thought, well, we've done this to death. Like let, let's just make it so that they can do it quite quickly for this one. I don't know. Maybe, but even the mine... So the, the Stargate one was a bit tricky because you have to run around before the thing yeah, catches maybe. you and jump scares you. Mm. But the other puzzle is not complicated. It is a point-and-click adventure style puzzle where you just have to find something and put it in the right place. For which puzzle was that? Which one? That's where you just you have to find like the the pick, right? And put that oh, back right, the thing yeah. and that's pretty much it. Like, not really much of a puzzle there. And same thing with the mill or whatever, where you, you just have to have the scissors and you have to have the axe. And then that's pretty much Oh, it. that's right, because you just rearranged the, the desk. You put the desk back as it, as it was. Yeah, and that's it. Mystery solved. Solved, yeah. yeah. So then I said, don't go on, because at that point I'd already finished the game and you hadn't yet. And I said, don't go on, because we want to solve the train before. That's right, that's right, yeah. Because as we've talked before offline, you, you're not as much into achievements, and I'm usually not either. We do them if there's some easy ones to get, right? Yeah. But you are definitely a completionist. You want to do everything in the game. So you would not... I think that's part of what really annoyed me when I got to the end, is I got to the end without solving all mm. the mysteries, without solving the puzzles. And it felt a bit cheap in that way. So I wanted to make sure that you didn't feel mm. that when you got to yeah. the end. So that's why we went back and... I wanted to show you some other things I had found. So the grenade, which then you picked up, but then what do we do with it? So I, I as I look for a walkthrough to figure out yeah. what to do with the grenade because it's it's not obvious. That's again it's very much really a point and click adventure. Like <laughs> here, oh, go throw it off a bridge, but only this specific it point. Specific of the point bridge. and specifically kill a guy who's an assassin scuba diver so you can get his sniper rifle later which does nothing oh is that what that was yeah oh did you, oh, not, did no, you not put that two together no, like that, no. that's how that's why he was there oh okay okay because I, I did read up on it afterwards i didn't even piece those two parts together but it's like yeah all, all i knew is you had to do the grenade to get this thing to get the to the sniper rifle which you can't use. yeah so. yeah uh, yeah, so that that was an Easter egg, which is kind of fun, but kind of pointless and random. 
I did really want to show you the spaceship, though. Yeah, that was the best one. Yeah, that was so, amazing. And it was near the train anyway. So I said, oh, you'll, you'll want to do this. Yeah. I said, did you find the lights in the woods? I don't know what you're talking about. I said, good. We're going to go find it. <laughs> Very easy puzzle once you find it. But really hard to find. Even when I knew where it was, it was hard to tell you where to go. Yeah, yeah. But just four lights in the woods. You press them. And then essentially an alien or astronaut... Somebody is appears in the it's woods. It's Doctor Who, and you you have to chase after them. And he kind of teleports ahead and straight ahead. So if you're having trouble with that part, just keep wherever he's looking. That's where he's going to run. And you go there, and then all of a sudden a giant spaceship lands and beams you up, mm. and you go into space, <laughs> and you're stuck in space. And if you if you look up the window, it says something like cage for a zoological specimen or something like that. It's really obvious. Like, oh, and to be honest, for a minute, I thought, here's an Easter egg that's ruined the game because I'm stuck here. I, <laughs> I, it took me a while to find the piece of paper to right. read. Because I didn't see the message that you said. Yeah, because you I, found it very I quickly. Found, I found the paper and then I, yeah, I got beamed back down to Earth, obviously, because it's just a story. It's not real. But that whole part was just fantastic because I didn't know what... I mean, first of all, it's like... Because you get the vision of the spaceman's face yes, and then the vision clears and then he's right there. He's like, whoa, okay. And then he just runs away. And you're like... You're just chatting to me. Follow that guy. Run. <laughs> Chasing after him. I lost him about... It's funny what you said. I wish you'd told me that well, in the I, chat because... I, I, I tried to, but I think you were so focused on... Yeah, because... Um, yeah, if where he's looking, he's going to next. Because I lost him a couple of times, and I'm like, where did he go? Where did he go? Uh, time's out. But you can go back and reset it. That's great. But I think it took me three goes to get it. And then the payoff is just great, because you you chase him, you chase him, and then just like, boom, this thing erupts out of the ground, this spaceship. And it was just like so bizarre, and this doesn't fit at all with the story. And I loved it. You know, it was great. It, that would be my one complaint, is it doesn't fit with the story. Very but again, much. all but, of but these are just really just the, yeah. the imagination of a kid, isn't it? Yeah. Uh, which, once you come back to reality, you realize you're in you know, a wooden playset rocket, essentially. Yeah. With, with Ethan's story and a defaced sci-fi magazine. <laughs> yeah. brother apparently is defaced. Yeah. Oh, The Witch. That was one that I That was the first one that I found. I didn't understand the witch one, though. Like, the witch one frustrates me because... You, you just keep walking towards her and she just keeps on telling you... She keeps asking stuff. you questions yeah, that I, you have to answer, but it doesn't really seem to mean anything. So I don't know if I missed something, if there was a right set of answers, but you couldn't... I couldn't seem to make it reset, and I walked by it. Yeah, I don't, I, I don't think you can. And that was the first one that I found, and so that was drew me more into the story because it was like, oh, we're dealing with something supernatural and... If I found the spaceman first, I'd be like, what the heck is going on? You know? right. But the witch thing made sense. And all the town is it's all ruined and destroyed. It's like, wow, something really crazy happened here. You know, it's some, I don't know. Right. So the space one seems out of place. Uh, it is out of place, but my favorite one by far. <laughs> I'd, I'd probably agree. The witch one, yeah, I just, I don't understand the point of that one. It was another Ethan's stories, but it, there's not really a puzzle to it. Because it was just his tent wasn't it? It was his tent in the in the forest, I guess. Yeah. It was like a forest. So, I mean, maybe that was his place where he hung out, pretended to play Skyrim or something like that. But I guess. But that would lead us back to the train puzzle because we finally 
solved it, but we've kind of discussed that one. I, I do want to mention, though, the fact that one of the first things you come across after the train are severed legs. And <laughs> kind of alerted me that this was not going to be a, you know, a pleasant situation, which I appreciated, but I also didn't. But again, I'll get to that in a minute. Let's talk about the church then. Yeah. The church and the graveyard. This is not the order you're supposed to do things in. It just happened to be the order that we yeah. saw things in. So you had found virtually everything. I'd I found think, the lamp. The... I hadn't found the crow. That was what it was. You yeah. helped me find the crow. I, well, I, it took me a long time to find that as well. Because it was just sitting in the graveyard, wasn't it? Yeah, but it's like, it's, it's hidden. It, it's really hard to spot. It's black in the shadows. It's really hard to spot. But I would say that about a number of things in the game that they are hard to spot. And it's one of the things I've always really irritated me about point and click is when there's something that's not obvious, something that's really hard to spot, but you need it to move on. I mean, and the thing is as well for that puzzle is it's a little bit misleading because you can go into the crypt and you can push the button mm-hmm. and it's like, oh, it's too dark to see. So it's like it's setting you up like you need some illumination. So it's like, oh. <laughs> and it gives you a lamp. And but you, can't, you, can't, use lamp, lamp. you <laughs> can't use the lamp. But it's got the crow animation of the crow picking something. Yeah. And so immediately my thought is, oh, I'm looking for a flint or I'm yeah. looking for something that it hits and it ignites, which would make sense. That other, like the fact that it's just another crow that they just basically peck beaks together and then the whole room gets lit up with this flaming wall, curtain of flame is a little bit silly, but I guess that's what they, that's, that's what they did. <laughs> and that one, because that was where we were at that point in the story, it's Ethan's uncle who is trying to kill him and the father is denying it. And I, I was a bit frustrated at that point because I realized, oh, we should have done this before we did the mine. Yeah, because the, the, the mother is alive in that one. But That's there's right. nothing stopping us from doing things out of order. So then in my head, of course, I had to recreate what is the order that the story actually goes in. And in no way is it really designed to be in order for us going through it. And that, that does bother me a bit. I mean, it, not, it, there are times where it would make sense, but the whole story, that story anyway, is so kind of convoluted and they don't really say specifics that it doesn't really matter uh, that it's not a memento situation where we need to go backwards mm. this is just not really designed in order and i found that just a bit frustrating yeah i mean to to be honest they could have just whoever was the first one they could have just done that at the, at the train right. and, and made us solve that one first and then yeah, I can see that because, I mean, I, I see your frustration with that, actually, because, I mean, at the end, there's a very definite end, which we'll be talking about soon, I guess. Mm. Yeah, and you must go through at least two of the story plot points to get to that final yes. ending. But, yeah, now that I'm thinking about it, it's um, it would have been... Because I, I I haven't even thought about putting that in order. I just let that, like, that's what it, that's what it was, or that's what it is. I'm happy with that. That's fine. But thinking about it, it would have been... Nice to have it in order, yeah. Right. Well, let's let's get to the end then. So there's the burnt house. Mm-hmm. And by this point, I'm not sure if it's because that mystery house was so good, but so many of the puzzles I found to be so utterly disappointing after that. And this was one of them. How do you get through the door in the floor? Oh, there's these balls with letters on them that you need to rotate. 
What does it spell? Oh, the thing that's written about two feet away. So, <laughs> but I was getting kind of frustrated with the game, so I was probably happy to have it by this point. But then you go down and you get an odd bit of story with the okay. grandfather, and you go through, and he's apparently sacrificed himself, and then you see Ethan, mm-hmm. but you don't really see Ethan, <laughs> and. Here we are, listeners, we're at the end of the story. Let's sum up quickly what the story has been thus far, right? We're a detective. We're trying to solve what's gone on in this crazy town. We only seem to find the bodies of Ethan's family, not the well, we're 50, for, we're, 50 other people that probably should be in town, so we don't know what's going on with them. Because we're, we're looking for Ethan. That's yes. That's yeah. We are, but there should be other people here, right? We do put together that there's some sort of sleeper that Ethan has somehow released or didn't. And the family just has some sort of like tradition of having to be the family in charge of keeping the sleeper happy. I'm not really sure. Did you put that together? Because the thing was, he found a secret room. That, yes. that was what they were angry about. He had awoken the sleeper. And so he needed to appease the sleeper and he had to be sacrificed or something he had to like like, take the sleeper they definitely wanted to sacrifice him yeah multiple (laughs) poor kid so that's the story we're left with there's witches there's like Cthulhu mythos and then we meet Ethan and we find out that we as a character are also fiction made up by Ethan yeah and then we see the ending where Ethan's family is trying to put out the fire. Yeah, they started a fire accidentally. It was a mistake. Do we? Yeah, know? yeah. How do we know how the fire started? Uh, so, so at the end, um, uh, Ethan's in his room, mm-hmm. in his secret room, which I guess is the secret room from the story, which the, that he's that he's released a sleeper, and he's drawn the map of the town, and he's got all these crazy stories and stuff. His family's a bit abusive. They're not very nice. And that's why he doesn't like them, I guess. Like, all of his stories, his mom's a witch, his his, his dad is this type of person, and mm. all of his family are written into the story, and we get a true glimpse of his family at the end. They say some not very nice things to him. And his mom does something, like, she, she goes to, like, tell them to be quiet or something, and she drops the, the oil lamp on the ground, straw, and then she sets the whole house ablaze. And it's an accident. And then, suddenly... They're not such a bad family. They obviously care about and love Ethan. And so they're all rushing to put out the fire. Okay. That's what my, that's my... And then eventually they he closes the door to mm-hmm. protect himself. And then he's dying of smoke inhalation. Okay. Which is where I have whatever leading up to. One, the shortness of the game really irritated me. Two, the sheer amount of walking. Three... The having to find one thing and it's really hard to find kind of situation, I always find really, really frustrating. But this, this is what really irritates me because we've had an unreliable narrator the whole time. We, even as a character, are not real. We are essentially, from what I gather, this is Ethan's dying thought. And as perhaps a ghost, he is still here lingering because he's got this story going. And so can't be released. But as an unreliable narrator, how much do we believe the abuse of, you know, how they were insulting him? Do we believe him? Do we not? I'm not sure. But my biggest problem 
and this is a problem I have with a lot of games that say end in such a way, and even some movies that would end in such a way. The story we were given of a demon being released on a town and a family trying to sacrifice the son in order to appease the demon personally was much, much more interesting than, oh, it was a kid who was caught in a fire and he had some died. stories. Yeah, he died. The end. <laughs> <laughs> and that typically, there there are some times where this can work, but this this time did not work for me. Mm. I found the fact that he was so unreliable, we had nothing to support it on. So we're not sure what version of his family to believe, or if there's any version. Everything has been a lie. That end scene where we do see his family hurling some abuse at him, but then they turn around and they obviously want to save their son from the fire. And it does seem Ethan's maybe been a bit harsh on them. Although they're obviously harsh on him too, but the game is in first person. And so we see that not from Ethan's eyes, so we can kind of trust that. But then again, we're seeing it through the detective's eyes, who is Ethan. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, it's yeah, t- to what extent is, is that true? But regardless of whether or not they're abusive or not, I thought the end was really sad, and I really enjoyed it because I had not... Like you said, oh, it was all a dream. That that That's such a tired, old way to end the story, but I think they did it, they did a good job of it. Although sacrificing a kid to a demon is way more interesting, like you said. I mean, I mean, it'd be brutal and horrible. And yeah, and if you were there to save it, that kid from, from this weird family, I mean, I guess you're getting into Resident Evil territory then, you know? But but we, we were both trying to piece together this story. And I think we were, I anyway, was much more interested in the story we were piecing together. It makes the whole rest of the game feel kind of pointless because it wasn't real. Yeah, okay, yeah. To me, anyway. So, oh, I did a whole lot of find the pickaxe to put it back so that we could see the story with the father and the mother, which actually never happened. And so for me, that just didn't work. And I I found it frustrating. I, I was also very frustrated with how soon I got to the ending. I mean, I say soon. It took a long time to get there, but I didn't feel I'd gotten my puzzles like as many as I wanted. I didn't feel like I had gotten the kind of game that I had signed up for. But I should have known because you had referenced it as a walking simulator. So I should have known what well, I was in for. But at the same time, it's it's a fun. It's a I don't. Know, it's a good way to spend a few hours for sure. Yeah, you, you enjoyed it. You enjoyed. I enjoyed it. parts of it. I enjoyed parts of it. I, I I will say when I got to the end though, the end just I was. You were very excited. When you get to the end, you're saying, oh, this is so great. This is amazing. And yeah. I was thinking, oh, I was so annoyed by the ending. I was so just disappointed because, by uh, the ending story-wise. And right at the end, I mean, the, as, as I said as well, like the, the puzzles for us seemed to go from hard to so easy. They were kind of laughable. Yeah, that's and, true. That's true. Yeah, they they had their puzzles were way out of balance. The, in some The progression some was backwards for me. And... Well, we did do the game backwards, you know, <laughs> solving the train last. But I think the the reason the ending worked for me is because they'd done a good job of the story in the first place, like of building up Ethan's character, his family, this whole craziness that's going on with this demon. You actually did, well, I, I felt something for Ethan. I wanted to find him and then I found him and he was either, well, he's obviously, I don't well, I, not obviously, he could be dying as we're playing the game. He could just be 
his brain could be shutting down and that's that's where we are now we're just exploring his last moments of consciousness or he's like you said maybe he's a ghost and this is the only thing that ties him to the world is his stories and stuff but i felt something for ethan i was i felt sad really sad when i saw that he was dying or was dead and that's why the ending worked for me because they'd done a good job of building the story in the first place so even though it wasn't child sacrifice to the the greater cthulhu i still they got away with that ending for me in that and like you said yeah a lot of, a lot of times they, they do that kind of ending it's it's really cliche and overdone but i felt that they pulled it off well i think that that finishes us up then. yeah well, the, we, we, we we don't always have to agree <laughs> <laughs> So yeah, so that's Ethan Carter. Gaps filled or more gaps created?